We didn't. We forgot to route the post effects. So that right now the Reaper's picking up pre effects. Oh, okay. So no one's allowed to fuck up uh, <laughs> until we finish because I can't. We're not stopping to fix that right now. <laughs> They're my house gods. I will do That's what they are. whatever I please. I think so. So welcome to Unfurled on this Thursday, May that happened. 9th. 9th. The 9th. The May before Mother's Day. So you don't forget. Yeah, uh, make Mother's sure May. you... Uh, oh my god, after using fucking CLR on this thing, it fucking stinks. <laughs> I just I'm just breathing CLR right Fumes. now. So if Tal gets drunk on the cast, you'll yeah. know why. Ugh, whose fault is that? Well, I just Car told me uh, it, to clean say, it with CLR. Actually, I didn't Car's mean fault. right that moment. I was just recommending something that you could do to clean it, and then you decided to yeah. do it at that it, moment. It didn't help much because turns out the problem is that the the paint. So we're talking about like my microphone, the little grill on the front of it. Microphone. Uh, the the paint that's actually on it uh, is kind of like. Degrading. I don't think that's it's degrading. That's it's, yeah. it's a coating. Well, like, whatever painting, okay, coating. What yeah. do you coat it with? Paint. Paint. It's not paint. It's like, like I don't know. Wow, our pops are really coming through now. Yeah. So, fine listeners, if you haven't paid attention to our us in the chat, or if you're not in the chat, uh, and if I don't post this episode for like another nine months, I'm sorry. Um, we have spent all of the patron money. It's yep. all gone. It now. is all gone. We spent all. Just under two thousand Canadian dollars of it, and we bought a new audio interface. Yeah, so we might sound a little different now. Yeah, I'm pretty we, sure we, we do. got rid of about four pieces of equipment. Yeah, four parts out of our six-part rack. I I like I like how like underwhelming it looks. Now. <laughs> well, that's what I thought right, at first too. Big empty like, box all of a sudden. So my yeah. first thought is is in true tradition is that Tal hadn't actually put anything the fuck together, and yeah. that. You no, know, we weren't going to be recording until like eleven. No, it that's it. Yeah, that's how it looks now. But that that's the whole thing. It's it can't, I can't remember what movie it is, but there's a movie where somebody's being paid in like a million dollars. They're just like they're like I know that sometimes things get lost in translation. I don't know if you've ever seen a million dollars before. Spins the briefcase around, opens it up. And there's just like three small stacks in the middle of this briefcase. <laughs> I was, yeah, oh, I know. I, oh, which was that? I, just, um, I, I can't remember. Yeah, there's something lost in translation. And it just like opens it up, and I'm like, oh. There's <laughs> just like three little piles of money in I the middle I, of this cavernous briefcase. I think that's Austin Powers, but I like one of them, but I yeah. could be wrong. It might be. I well, can't remember, but I know the and scene it's you're true, talking about. true because though. a million fucking dollars is not a whole lot when you're running with $100 bills. 
in stacks. But that's and that's and that's when you start to think you're just like, okay, every movie I've ever seen, were they paying them in ones? Yeah, right. Like, all those, all yeah, those they robbed the, the banks. The, they made all their one stacks. Small non sequential bills, right? That's always yeah. what the terrorists want. Yeah. Well, I mean, do it in twenties. That's I think the most ubiquitous. Yeah. But even in twenties, a million dollars is not as much as you imagine well, it would be. So it's it's five. Was it so five twenties to make a hundred? So yep. then you'd have uh, fifty of those to get your thousand dollars. Yep. How many? Fifty twenties is a brick. Yeah. So one brick is one little stack. And they're not like fifty isn't much. Like that's yeah, like it's that that's one yeah. of those. So uh, yeah. I think a ten thousand dollar actual like elastic brick that you take to the bank. Is is still only like one of yeah, what you expect like... to see the the wrapped bills. Yeah, yeah. So if one of those little things is ten thousand dollars, you only need a hundred of them. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, wow. It's, it's yeah, right. Really not... It's not a lot, and that's twenties. And a big briefcase like this big across, hey, you know. Hey Vox, just before we keep going, what is the IP here? I'm what's, sorry. What's this IP address? Where? At the top, right? What's that? Oh, that's CISA spying on 1. you. 1.33. 1.33? Just hit the app. There's an app? Yeah. You what? Just, you just install the Motu app. So we're still learning our new equipment, and it's it's pretty fucking sexy. It one of really the, is. One of the features we have is everything we can control over there. We can control over here. Over here through this right here. Now, of course, it's not built for my phone very well. Turn your phone sideways. Not Moto, Motu. Oh. Yeah, so we can play with all of it here, and, uh... I don't think there's an app for my phone. Oh, well, I guess that sucks for you, then. Uh... uh <laughs> but yeah, so we can, we can uh, monitor uniform? it all from here. We can actually see all of our sends and stuff, and it, it's really cool. The quality is much better, uh, especially because we're not getting weird audio crackling out of things like a dying compressor. Or it didn't take an hour to start up and finish singing the song of its people. Oh, fucking the, the squeal. Yeah, the squealing was something yeah. else. So, uh, but yeah. So if there's some changing on how we sound or if we cut out or something, don't be surprised. We're still you playing said 1.33, right? Yeah. Right? 1.33 right there. Boop. Oh. It's weirdly not connecting for me. Well, while they're doing tech support. Um, um, yeah. Well, we're not going to fiddle with it right now. I bet you it's just not enabled uh, for it. Yeah. But. Good idea, bad idea. Mm. Yeah. New equipment that you bought us. And we had to replace the recording laptop because uh, uh, it yeah. just wouldn't on my 11-year-old MacBook Pro. That's the, fair. The 2.4 gigahertz Core 2 Duo just was not ready for it anymore. Yeah, we ended up with this horrible squeeching the, the first like, two channels were fine and then every other channel would just have rhythmic squealing yeah. instead of actual sound <laughs> I, I gotta say though i still love how that workhorse is otherwise completely functional and working like a charm yeah it's gonna go back to my house and do other things yeah and the the laptop we got i mean it's nothing special but it's pretty great for fucking 450 dollars oh yeah yeah i mean what it was an ssd is in it yeah it's got um, a 128 gig ssd 8 gigs of ram uh, it's so got core, a core i5 5, 5, 53 or 5600U, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That ain't bad. It, it is. It's, it's not. Like, it's a, it's a few generations old, uh, because we're already on the ninth generation Intels, and that's a fifth the, generation. The Coffee Lake ones are, yeah, the ninth gens. Yeah, yeah. so, 
but I mean, it it'll more than work. And especially too, one of the things that it'll let, allow us to do is um, since it's a fifth generation Intel uh, i series, it actually has Intel Quick Sync. So when we're on the road and traveling, if we decide to stream, that laptop can handle streaming. Oh, excellent. Not quite as well as our desktop. But if we're streaming mobile. Yeah. It's more than good enough for just on the go. Yeah. But yeah, for for all of our listeners, thank you so, so much. Because uh, the reason that we now bless your ear holes that much nicer is because of you. Yeah. I, I was going to say, so it's great that we can stream on it now. We just have to remember it. <laughs> it's it's a very important part that it it comes with. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing now is as long as it gets put in the box. <laughs> uh, well, Which it does that, it does fit in our box now. Also, yeah. on that note of remembering things, have you actually talked to the organizers of Furay about having a? Slot? I haven't. I haven't talked. To them this year because you, sh- um, you should do that yeah before they start you know printing programs and shit i i'm pretty sure it's too late by now i mean i could talk to them i just i didn't do it this year because because you just didn't do it yeah, this year. yeah but, but now that now year. that we have all of this functional equipment that is far easier to transport because you know there's one box instead of four i mean we could always have an unfurled episode and just sit in a room and talk to each other for an hour I mean, like just is, around a table, no mics, nothing. Just, just sit down and have a conversation. There is that option. Not even mic stuff so others can hear us. Just quietly talk to each other with like room full of people watching. I, I think you just call that a room party. <laughs> oh, we uh, could do that. We could throw a room party. And also on that note of fancy equipment, uh, Saber has in fact informed us that it is uh, an electrostatic ceramic-based powder coat. So fancy paint. Thank yeah. you, Saber. Fancy fucking paint. Yeah. I I don't want the fucking paint. Mm, I mean, fucking paint, it, it just sounds toxic. I yeah. mean, it would give you a uh, coating. Especially you don't want to do powder coating because they have to run like several thousand volts mm. through that. But it's like static electricity volts kind of thing. So it hurts even more? Yeah, now you're mixing kinks. Um, but yeah. Um... <laughs> Law. <laughs> so, yeah, excellent. So we're gonna keep playing with this and trying to talk good and do more uh, better. Do more. Do more better. Do more better. Yeah, and- Shadow. I I I looked at the option of a Raspberry Pi and it just isn't oomphy enough to I, handle. I all think of it would it. just melt and then yeah. give a little whimper. If it's- right, it could probably record us okay if Reaper was available on Linux properly. But even then, we, I don't know for sure. Yeah, no, it, uh, the, the thing is, okay, so Reaper works on Linux now. It's in experimental mode. Uh, and it also has um, uh, an ARM version. Which that, makes it compatible which with the Which makes Pi. it compatible with the Pi. Uh, problem is, though, that Mark of the Unicorn does not make Linux drivers mm, for that's their kind of audio products. So, and I mean, I can hardly blame them in part because uh, audio processing and audio in general has been garbage for a long time. 
uh, especially when it comes to like real time audio. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the things that made Android like you know how with Apple and iPhone and iPad you have all those like cool audio apps and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, non none of those on Android. Yeah, partially because real time audio processing, specifically like low latency audio processing, low latency audio recording, which is essential for audio production isn't really a thing in linux Mm -hmm. right now at least like no one's bothered to make any kind of driver or anything for that uh so yeah uh audio processing in linux just generally fucking sucks unless you're using like jack or something which you you can but it's like again this third party fucking unsupported software Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so like no manufacturer like Mark of the Unicorn is going to build drivers that require things like fucking Jack to run. Yeah. Uh, and they're not going to bother making shit like that themselves for the entirety of fucking Linux either. Yeah. Like there is especially some... when you can just go buy an iPad. Yeah. So there is some things that you can do in Linux, like uh, Bitwig Studio is available in Linux. But uh, again, like half the audio interfaces on the planet don't work with it uh be- just cuz linux no one makes fucking drivers yep it's kind of like sure non power steering works but when you can have power steering why make life hard <laughs> why why do it to yourself <laughs> there's no point life life is, can be rough enough so, did anybody have things they wanted to talk about this week? I did have a thing. Well, then let's hear your thing. Okay. Well, because, as is unfurled fashion, I just need to quickly <laughs> find my article. As I woke up immediately before leaving for here, so I apologize. So, if you guys would like to chit-chat for a moment, I will definitely find that article. Okay. As long as we don't accidentally not let you do your thing. Because oh, that seems that's... to happen far too often. I mean, whatever. I just talk about stupid stuff anyways. I it's mean... all good. I, and, think, uh... I think that's what we all do, though. Okay, <laughs> so what we need to do now is all sit in dead silence. Yeah, and just stare. Just stare at Adam. Except, I wonder if this thing can pick up my... Your, your tick? <laughs> your tick? Well, this one could. Yeah, well, yeah, the we'll, room mic definitely. We'll get your tick on. Yeah, no, it's not picking it up. It's not picking it up. Um, well, one bit of exciting news. I found the article, by the way. It was pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> so, um, one exciting bit of news I'd like to share today is today I graduated from my motorcycle training course. Hooray! Congrats. So today I went a hundred kilometers an hour on Stony Trail on a motorcycle. Yep. Which was fucking terrifying. Terrifying. (laughs) Because people are like, Stony Trail, I'm going to just do that 130, 140. Yep. Which one did you go to? Was it too cool? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Okay. So when I did that, they they took us on Crow Child at around 3.30 in the afternoon. That's where we went. (laughs) Yeah, that's when we went. And, And it started getting real hairy. And I'm just like... Oh, yeah. And people are just like, I'm a merge now. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but but I'm here. But we're a unit. 
and I, we need to stay together. Oh, okay, I'm merged now. Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> well, and they're actually That's like, <laughs> for for the most part, um, for the most part, everybody was like, everybody would like, they'd split up our group, and then we'd let them in, split up the group, they'd merge in, and then they would go to the next and get the hell away Continue from us, on right? Whatever, right. Um, and it was pretty good. Like one of the instructors blocked off, uh, blocked off a lane for us so we could like, you know, slowly go around the corners and stuff like that until we got to our big straightaways and things. But, uh, let me tell you, the... so was, was there like somebody in a chase car? No. Or in literally in a motorcycle okay. blocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when we were, when we were going, like it was, it, it was just, it was so wild and like in your head, because in the training course, you're going like 20 and you're just like, ah, like it, it, it actually yeah. like on a motorcycle, <laughs> like, it feels like you're fucking flying. Yeah. Like 20 kilometers, 20 kilometers an hour feels like fucking 80. I mean, if I'm in a free roll just on my bicycle down a path, that feels pretty damn fast. So getting, getting the, I did my, I did my road course on a ninja, uh, <laughs> cause it forced me to. Um, it forced me to ride in the proper posture, um, but um, it was, and that thing shifts at like nine to ten thousand RPM. So <laughs> where most other bikes are just like, okay, I'm at like six, I'm good, and they're just like, and you can shift up. The ninja's just like me, and you're just like you're still gaining speed, and I'm like. <laughs> Um, I'm at 9,000 RPM, and they had told us prior to that, they're like, by the way, the ninjas will rev fucking real high before you shift, <laughs> and they're just like, so if you can't, so if you can't even hear yourself think, that's why it's time to shift. <laughs> and and oh they're just God. like, have fun running well, out of gears. <laughs> yeah, well, fucking, no, fucking, oh, no. the, uh, uh, a lot of the like super sport bikes, they those things rev to like eighteen thousand RPM easy. It's and, and they, like the, so in a car when you're just cruising, a normal RPM is like twenty five hundred. I mean, right? I'm just thinking about it, like when I think about the the uh, odometer, odo- not the odometer, but the the one that's actually reading Ta- your tachometer, tachometer. Thank okay. you. Um, right, I'm always thinking about it, and I remember the red zone always being in like the six to nine band, depending on the car. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, nine is excessive. Nine is if you have it. I think the only car I know that revs to nine thousand as a production vehicle that is available to you know normal human beings is the uh, Honda S two thousand. Yeah, eight six to eight or like. But I always remember the red being in like you know six, six. usually. Yeah, that's not. Uh... And if your car's revving to six thousand, it's broken. Take yeah. it to the shop. There's yeah, or something... you're flooring it. There's something harp or yeah, you're pushing the shit out of that. Well, yeah, or you and you, you have a manual. manual. Yeah, I was about to say and so, you have a manual transmission. But but the 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 thing with cars like a normal cruising RPM is like 2,500 RPM ish. Um, on a bike like a super sport, your normal cruising's like 8,000. <laughs> you're just hanging out. Yeah, it's especially on like the thing won't even start unless it like the thing you won't even get off the fucking line unless you're above 6000 like it's uh, honestly like it's really opposed to opposed to a cruiser it's the sports bikes are they're excessive when it comes to that stuff they're they're very loud and 
proud and they're but they're lots of fun. It's it's a it's a ton of fun. The only thing that's not generally lots of fun is when large transport trucks such as the dump truck that passed us or the bus mm-hmm. that when they when so and I was traveling on the I was traveling on the left of center because that was my position of the lane. So there was me and then about four or five inches beside me is the lane divider where I'm traveling on Stony Trail and people are doing 120 and going right by my leg. And the problem is when a bus or a dump truck does it for simulation, it's kind of like this. Dump truck passes or bus passes. Three, two, one. <laughs> Does she fall out of there? Its it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like yeah. that. It's rough because you, you just like sucked over. Yeah, like, you just kind of like. I just love the fact where you're just like you can fucking count it. Like you're just like <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it. it's huh. pretty. Uh, it was it was pretty exhilarating though. Um, Physics the, is neat. The wind, the wind at a hundred kilometers an hour got a little windy. And it was like... Like a crosswind? or Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a crosswind. And it's just like... <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, I want to yeah. lean down. So I want to like, lean down. Yeah, so like when you're when you're on a bike, like you, you see those bikers and you'd think your neck would get tired sitting like this, right? Because you're like looking up, leaning forward, looking up. Like that's your position. Lean forward and look up. And you're, you're, you're imagining, man, that must hurt your neck after a while. But it's more like, I can't put my head down. <laughs> like, the wind is pushing your head back so hard that it actually strains the front of your neck more, keeping your head down <laughs> than it does keeping your head up. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of nuts. I'm just imagining just looping a bungee cord from, like, your chin yeah. to, like, a piece of you your chest. You almost have to. It's, it was, it's not too bad, but you start to end up, like... You're just like, no. And then you just like use your eyes to the top of your eyeball and be like, all right, I want to aim my head down a little bit. So I stop just being like, (laughs) so it just kind of hits you and goes helmet, 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 helmet. And your helmet's just like, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, The importance of getting a helmet with good aerodynamics is severely understated. Getting just... Just being a little, learning to be more aerodynamic. Because yeah. there's no way you're like you don't want to drive at 100 kilometers an hour like this. Like oh, that's basically your whole body is a giant sail. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I even like I even talked talk with my brother who's done lots of uh, lots of like cross country riding and like long trips and things like that. And he was just like, if you ride highway speeds for two hours and you're getting pummeled by wind for two hours he's like you're gonna feel like you just got out of a boxing match like or a paintball game he's like you will be so incredibly sore and i was just like this isn't i don't really know how that is and if obviously like because all we all we drove all the bikes we drove none of them had none of them had uh windscreens yeah yeah so like it was all open so if you have no windscreen and you're doing and you're doing a full like a full like cross country ride or lots of highway driving, that you are the fucking windshield. You are the the everything <laughs> bugs hit, everything wind hits. Yeah. And you can yeah. just imagine that... when we get those crazy winds out there that if you're the yeah. only thing stopping the wind, it's gonna get your muscles are gonna be like 
Um, you, Ow. you're basically it, like it's like somebody gently like doing that. Someone gently slapping your arm. That doesn't hurt, but someone does that constantly for a fucking hour and a half on your entire body. <laughs> it starts to fucking hurt a lot. I had a little pebble hit my knee while we were on, <laughs> while we were on Stony Trail, and it just like. And it just like, and I know it was a little pebble because I could feel every fucking corner of that pebble. And it went into my knee and I was like, huh. <laughs> That's not great. I can feel all of that. Yeah. And so you can imagine during like. That explains like, a little like the arm. I always assumed like the armor plating basically that's on those, those biking suits was mostly for the benefit of like, you know, if you were to ever crash. Well, let's. I'm let, starting to think not. Let's put it this way. What biking suits? It was jeans are jeans are minimum required yeah. lower half protection, which the only thing they didn't provide, but they provided everything else, and uh, it's actually kind of cool. I know I apologize we're going on this subject a little bit long, but um, the one the one of the coolest things that they offered there, so because they supplied everything, and. One of the coolest things I've ever seen is something called D3O Reactive Armor. Yep. That they that they sold definitely sold me on. Anyways, what it is is it's a uh, your traditional your traditional like uh, back protector and um, shoulder plates and all that stuff on your uh, on your body armor. Um, basically, used to be or still still partially is some some brands and stuff are like a hard plate, right? So that when you hit it, it protects you. You're good. Um, the plate will usually break instead of your spine uh, <laughs> or bones, which is good. A blade of armor is good. Exactly. Um, but this D3O stuff that they sold us on, basically what happens, it's a soft conforming foam material yep. that wraps around all of your lovely squishy bits <laughs> as you're riding. However... The second you make hard impact, it goes hard as concrete yep. and protects you. Stuff. And yeah, it's, it's it's basically a non-Newtonian gel that's foamed out, so it 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 acts like oobleck basically. Yeah, no, it's cool stuff. And it's it's an amazing idea for being like you don't have the rigidity. You just yep. you're nice, My, comfortable. Uh, it's cheap, actually. Now the nerd in me is wondering if that would like what would happen if you shot it. Uh, my, uh... I imagine something similar, honestly. It'll probably go hard and shatter. Yeah, well, it's not very good with penetrative, uh, No, impact. it's, it's more so, yeah, the mm. force kind yeah. of, like, but... Um, th that's actually what my motorcycle jacket upstairs uses, is the D3O stuff. It's, a, like, so it's like a normal motorcycle jacket, and then where all of the, the armor plating normally is, it's got D3O stuff instead. Well... So, uh, a you can get it, but I, I'm, like, almost... I like most of your higher end newer equipment is going to use D3O at this point. For the most part because no 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 other stuff really like it's it's definitely the way of the future and like shit I didn't know is they make they make literal motorcycle airbag vests. <laughs> yeah. And they uh, uh there was a actually there was a doctor that um 
kind of sold them on it, and it's literally an airbag vest. And he's like, if you want to give me $30, you can walk up to me and pull my airbag vest. <laughs> he's like, because that's how much a recharge pack costs. I'm just but imagining suddenly you as the Stay Puft Marshmallow. That's yeah. basically what it does. And he was like, I will never ride without one now. And he said that it actually hooks into your motorcycle so that by a tether so that if you happen to fall off, He's like, and you give it a good jerk as you're flying off the motorcycle, it will pull your own <laughs> ripcord for you. But he said that it's nice that if you don't forget to unhook the tether or anything, it won't, it won't go off. Because everybody laughed at that, right? That was like the first thing everyone <laughs> was like, oh, I bet if you forgot yeah. to this. And he's like, he's like, it's never happened accidentally ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's an amazing thing. And I'm excited to... Uh, Pur- nope. Purchase a motorcycle. Motorcycles mm-hmm. are fun, man. Oh, they're lots of fun. <clears throat> Anyways, apologize for. Oh yeah, no, that's, good. So, that's fun. Yeah, it was we, pretty... we come here to talk, so I talking was... is the thing. Do, <laughs> do the thing that we come for. <laughs> so, I did have so, a thing I wanted to talk about. So I I chatted along about mo- I can I can chat about this afterwards. My my actual thing. Oh, oh okay. A- no, afterwards, afterwards. You oh, you okay. have your you have your thing first, and then Do if there's thing. time, I'll so, talk about this. So I got a couple things in the world of tech news. Okay, uh, that's a thing. Uh, and uh, no, it's not Apple related this time. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you added that little <laughs> this um, time. But yeah, no. So, uh, turns out, uh, Facebook has been allowing paid private contractors to go through your data unencrypted, just full access to all your shit in order to train an AI. And this has been going on for a while. Okay. (laughs) This is a rather unfortunate piece of news to come out for Facebook. Literally days after Mark Zuckerberg gave his uh, now infamous The Future is Private speech. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook gave a huge keynote about how the future is private Mm -hmm. and how privacy is Facebook's new policy. Ah, new policy. And then uh, we have an article coming out on like Engadget and a bunch of other places, routers and stuff, um, that apparently 250 or 260 private contract workers in India have been going through Facebook accounts uh, just putting shit into their AI to train it. And in other really ironic tech privacy news, just along the exact same lines as this bullshit, uh, Sundar Pichai, the CEO of Google, came out and wrote a huge op-ed about how privacy can't be a luxury good. And I'm like, really, uh-huh. Google? Really? Yeah. Of, of all the people? Of, of all companies. You're going to lecture us about how privacy is important and everyone should have access to it and lecture us about how 
it shouldn't just be rich people who can pay for it that can get privacy. Because at so the it, moment, it, right now, the only people who can fucking get away from Google are people who have the money to pay for it or people with really high technical skill. Those are your two options. So Google, if if privacy can't be a luxury good, maybe stop making it a luxury good. Yeah, and maybe? actually, you know, being the the resource that everyone has like, access yeah, to. Yeah, but for you have free. to remember is that you know you your privacy only goes as far as then what you give permission for, and of yeah. course by using their services, well, so they're giving them permission. Like, to, to not be private anymore. Like, Google so, Google went... So, in the same op-ed, he basically justified Google's, like, arguably terrible optics when it comes to privacy. Basically saying, yeah, but we actually anonymize our data, and we're really careful with it. Uh-huh. Like, they're, they're like, we don't sell it. Nobody gets access to it at oh. all. They don't... Well, they don't sell it. Oh. Uh, if you want access to Google's data, you give Google your ad or whatever it is you want to target. Google runs it through their shit and then sends you their the thing back or sends you or, or puts your ads up where they think it goes. You Nobody actually gets access to the data. Okay. Only Google gets it. If you want it, you have to go through Google and then you only get the results back. You don't actually get the data. Okay. So, and they're like, yeah, but we're really careful with it, guys. And I'm like, I, I, I don't care. I don't. You know who else is apparently really careful with data? Apple. I don't care. You know who claims to be <laughs> careful with data now? Uh, Facebook. And, uh, well, we all see. <laughs> we see how careful they are. We, yeah. we saw how that went. Uh, apparently, they just handed it off to random motherfuckers in India. Yeah. All of it, unencrypted, I'm with glad, your name attached. I'm glad that literally, my account doesn't exist anymore. Literally just a backdoor access to fucking Facebook servers with, like, so they could just, like, there's, you know, Rachel Covington's account with her face and shit. Like, <laughs> it's so this, this is how Skynet starts, is that kind of just unfettered access. Yeah. Well, and, and that's actually, I mean, that's related to this, what I pulled up here, right, is there was also the op-ed today in the... Uh, the New York Times with the co-founder of Facebook saying like, we- we've got to break this shit up because here's the thing. At the end of the day, we can be outraged and pissed off all we want. We can try and tell our, you know, the whole you tell two friends and they tell two friends. But here's the thing. All that's really going to happen. And this, this is exactly the problem that uh, that Chris Hughes, who's again, the person who founded Facebook alongside Zuckerberg, he talks about in his the op that he put in and it's titled it's time to break up Facebook because he talks about it's basically you have the cycle of uh, outrage of uh, uh, trying to spread the uh, the knowledge or you know trying to to advocate and then it just becomes resignation because well at the end of the day no one's leaving Facebook right it's the same problem that Furs bitch about all the time with Fur Affinity right so it's terrible and it's awful and they all try and go to these other places but just the business isn't there their friends aren't there so they have to come crawling back. And it's yep. the same problem with Facebook. Is time, unless... time to break up for affinity. Well, there's 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 no there's no competition, <laughs> right? That's that's the problem. There, there's so, tons of competition with for affinity. I mean, yeah. I, right, is there, there though? That's the there, thing, though. There is just yeah. because it's not being adopted doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. But, so I mean, you got like okay, you got, fine. You got bad BCL, example. 
I I see what you're saying. But, it's it's the same reason why it's the same reason why. So, World of Warcraft and other MMOs is a perfect example of you know yeah. very much yep. that is the fact that it's like if you played World of Warcraft, you know for eight years before a new MMO that looked really good, that played really good came out. But if it's, I mean, if you don't like it as much or your friends are all still playing World of Warcraft, even if you're really bored with World of Warcraft, you're probably going to go back to World of Warcraft rather than play, you know, Aeon or yep. something like that because your friends haven't migrated over it's it's what you know. You've put a lot of time and effort into it. And I got to tell you, there, there there isn't a whole lot of shit that's less fun than playing MMOs without your friends. That yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Is a lot yeah. of the key factor there is the social aspect. Yeah, oh, right? right with your friends. If that's it was just a, a video example. game that didn't have any kind of multiplayer aspect, the chance of you know you switching off it is very high because the number of people you have to compete with to break away is one. Yeah, you. Yeah. If you can yourself decide you don't want it anymore, it's easy. But when you move, and then no one else does, you're by yourself on this new platform. It's one of the reasons right now that I don't talk to anybody on my Matrix account because there's no one on fucking Matrix. Nobody fucking uses Matrix. Yeah, right. As much as I wish people would use Matrix. Matrix, it's funny, Matrix actually just announced a while ago, like a few months ago, they're like, Matrix supports stickers now. And then a a few of the Matrix furries were like, yay, it's actually compatible with the fandom now. (laughs) And then then went to Telegram to talk about it? Yeah, and then went to Telegram. (laughs) Right. It's funny, because when Telegram and Discord both came out of the ashes, right, at the same time, they both started gaining popularity. It literally murdered every other messenger in existence. Yep. Right? That's the day Skype died for the public. Yep. Uh, It's the day that things like TeamSpeak and Mumble became niche apps instead of your mainstay. Man, I... Okay. I have friends. I have a couple friends right now. I still run a fucking Mumble server because Mm. they outright fucking refuse to go on Discord. They're like, no, it sucks. It's laggy. It's, It's fucking... Sounds like shit. It's always glitchy, dropping connections and shit. It's just awful. And I'm like, it, I've never had yeah. any of these problems ever. Right. And that's just it, right? Is it took literal, it took something that was easier and more convenient. Yep. Which are the, are two of the factors that can lead to people migrating from a service. Right. The problem with, you know, a Facebook exodus is where would you go? And that's part right? of the, the thing that, um, uh, that he talks about, right? Is the problem is, is well, especially what's what's even more annoying too, right? Is like a lot of people, it's like, oh, I don't use Facebook, right? It's like, you know, it's like, oh, but follow my Instagram. Well, well, Facebook owns Instagram, right? <laughs> oh, you know, it's like I, I I don't trust Facebook Messenger because it's all creepy and they've got all my stuff. So uh, yeah, no, just hit me up on WhatsApp. Well, well, Facebook owns WhatsApp. Yeah, on that. Right? That is specifically yeah. not rebranded together so that they can have that larger market share. Yeah. Actually, yeah. you know what, just. Just fuck social networking at all. You know what? Let, let's let's instead of social networking, let's talk in VR chat. Let me put on my Oculus. Oh wait, Facebook owns Oculus. Great. <laughs> I forgot about that one actually. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like no matter no matter where you go, Facebook probably owns it. Yeah, it's getting a bit too big. Uh, so is Google. Well, so is Amazon. It was it was yeah. too big a few years ago. 
It, right? it was too big in like 2006. Like, it's it's kind of become sort of like a like the, internet the, superpower. <laughs> like the fact that okay, the fact that if Amazon Web Services ever just turned off, the internet would break. Yeah, there would be so much impacted yeah. by that. Like, like the whole internet yeah. would just become unusable. Because if even if your shit isn't hosted on an AWS server directly, the shit that needs to you need to go through to get to it is hosted on AWS. Yeah. Right? Be that your font pack, some JavaScript fucking library that you're using, some you know, login shit, like, I don't know, like, one login or whatever the fuck, you know, some DNS server that you're using somewhere. Something in that chain is using AWS. Yep. See, it's it's actually funny that you say that specifically, because uh, right a couple weeks ago, new game that I was looking forward to came out called Imperator, and the the day we were trying to play it, right, it... Um, uh, in order to be able to play, in order to be able to play multiplayer, right, which I was trying to do like with my buddy, uh, we kept having these issues where it wasn't fully logging into to Paradox's system, which you needed to do to be able to play multiplayer. And uh, you know, if I was like, "Oh, geez, like, why don't they just like get something like AWS or something like that?" And I was just like, "Maybe because they don't like the whole creepy idea of Amazon doing the things." And then, lo and behold, not even an hour later, a tweet goes out from the game director going, "We know there's issues with the the PDX." Uh, multiplayer system. We're sorting it out with our AWS server right now. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my god. And the, the thing is, the one benefit that you get from something like AWS, it doesn't have to be Amazon, right? There's lots of options out there, um, is the scalability, right? So you go to launch, you have 500 servers. Two days later, you're only getting half of them logged into, so you just turn the rest off, and they go away forever. Yeah. Right? But even today, people don't really plan for that well. No. no. And it's also a problem, too, where imagine you're, let's imagine that you're, you know, some new ride-sharing app. Let's just say. Boober. Yeah, you're Boober. The ride-sharing app where there's boobies. They, it's like a million-dollar idea. Yeah. You have, and it, it's I'm a mix of Hooters and you Uber. Just, yeah. You just <laughs> wasted that idea it, on a podcast? It's Hooters Uber. I'm, uh, I'm listening. <laughs> Uh, so, so I start up Boober and I'm thinking, you know, I might get, like in my, in my first week, I might get like 150,000 rides mm -hmm. across the whole thing. Uh, cause it's, it's brand new. No one's heard of it, but turns out it fucking goes viral. Yeah. I suddenly have 80 million fucking people signing up to be drivers and 150 million rides in the first fucking week. And I had auto-scaling turned on. Well, guess what I'm getting in the mail at the end of the fucking month? Mm, a bill. A bill for, like, four million fucking dollars. Because I didn't limit my auto-scaling groups. And I wasn't planning for things to scale out this ridiculously. Yeah. Or, let's just imagine, say I'm, say I'm a new video streaming service. And I don't go viral. At all. I have, like, one fucking guy who's just streaming. You're unfurled, then. Yeah, and he's kind of creepy. <laughs> and, and, and this one guy's kind of creepy. Because he's just, like, he's just streaming. And he's like, I'm just here to stream because the website. You're so, definitely unfurled. Yeah. So it's, so it's um, pro Jared. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other yeah. bag of worms. 
Um, so, fucking, but then some competitor who doesn't want me doing this goes, hey, you know what I have? A lot of IPs. You know what I have? A lot of bandwidth. And they just go, we're just going to start, like, a shitload of people watching streams. And then my auto-scaling groups go out, go ape shit. Suddenly I've got 85 million fucking views. None of them legit. But again, now I'm getting a multi-million dollar bill in the mail at the yeah, end of the month. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's lots of oversight that you need to put onto this <laughs> shit. Like any automated system. I, I, I once watched a video of a guy using Amazon to spin up. I think it was 80,000, like, auto-scale out 80,000 Nginx uh, reverse proxies in the course of about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. He just hit a button, and it's just like... Just fucking web yeah, servers. It was insane. So, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, That's a thing that you can do. It is definitely how the internet works. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. These companies definitely do need to be broken up. Yeah. I just find it fucking hilarious when they're like, the future is private. Oh, wait, we breached your privacy. Yeah. See, <laughs> I wouldn't be upset with them if they actually lived to the morality they want you to believe they have. They just don't. Yeah, they just don't. Nowhere close. Yeah. And- it's it's gotten to the point now where it's almost like when you see people like, they shouldn't do that. And you're like, just like oh, you sweet summer child. Yeah, like, <laughs> and they've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, it's, this you know it's to the point now where when you like people don't understand they're getting being spied on literally at all times. It's like, are are you naive? Or... My my favorites are just the are the ones where I've got the people that have the piece of tape or the band aid over their camera on their laptop. And then at the same time are going on and on and on and on and on about their privacy, right? It's like, why do you need my email? Why do you need my phone number? This, this, and this, and this. It's like, all right, I got to post this on Facebook. Fuck's sake. Yeah, you it's realize like, that all the information you just gave me, I could have fucking friended one of your friends and I just have it, right? You know what? It, if, if private information has ever been, let's say, if I've ever learned... A good lesson. It's when I tried to buy a car on Auto Trader and got an enrollment package for a Korean university in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> so just take what? that. Ex- yeah, legitimately happened. Yeah. So take that example with you and go. Ah, uh, yes, it could happen literally anywhere at any time. Now, thankfully, I didn't give them much information and most of which they got off of auto trader but all it literally took me was to inquire about said vehicle and it went and they went here's your korean university yeah package. here you go korea and korea was like oh maybe they want to enroll and then sent me a, <laughs> and then sent me a whole enrollment package oh my I god i kid you not that is so um yeah that's uh if if private information the power of private information one of the things i've actually done in the past while is i don't like having accounts just sitting there 
like a lot of people they they have this idea that like oh if i'm not using the account it's locked it's just gone forever but it's like no there's there's still information mm -hmm. in that account so i've actually got like been going through my emails and shit to figure out what accounts i have all over the internet and like i've just been going through and deleting them and when they like <laughs> some of them when they won't delete it uh i actually have to file that uh what is it a gdpr or whatever yeah you actually file a privacy request yeah that's a european thing though yeah it doesn't matter because most of them don't bother setting separate policies for europe and the rest of the world yeah, if you just say if you, if you file the form they're just going to delete your shit it's just yeah. easier and i'm just like no get fucking delete it and they're like oh fine though apparently orky did find a website that uh in order to do it you did have to submit proof of european residency mm -hmm. i'm like that immediately makes me not trust yeah, you. Right, yeah, right. That, yeah. that right there is, I I want you to double delete it now, please. Yeah. Like, seven pass, please. Like, holy shit. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It, it's, it's, yeah, it, and it just, I feel, I feel so bad for, like, naive, especially the naive elderly. Like, because, I mean... They don't. Well, they don't deserve like. I mean, they didn't deserve colloidal silver either. But you know, <laughs> uh, what? What? You don't know about this shit? You know what? I don't think I want to. It, it was a whole holistic medicine craze where if you take fucking oh. colloidal silver, it'll cure all your fucking. Oh. See, you, you've and already it, answered my question with holistic it, medicine. So. Ah, and it turned new age people, snake oil. Yeah, and it turned people <laughs> fucking blue and it's shit. It's so fucking bad. Yeah, uh, it, I, I can rant on that another time. It's all you know, same shit as all like, it's all or any of like the pyramid scheme shit that's been going on forever. All the MLM stuff, yeah, yeah. yep, and fucking a Avon or whatever the fuck. Well, like, well, Avon. I mean, Avon at least is like a product that you can hold in your hand, and you, you know, it's, have it's an immediate still an use MLM. For it. So it follows yes. all the exact same oh, policies. No, I'm not, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying that you know, at least when. You know, your Avon lady shows up, you know you're getting some fucking mascara. <laughs> they, they actually have a, a product of quality. That might be the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of trying to sell you... An idea? Discount <laughs> Aren't, don't herbal cut, essence oils. Don't and, cut, yeah. Cutco knives do the same that's thing? A, that's an MLM. Cutco is an MLM. 100%. Yeah. That's why I've seen their presentation three times. Oh. Because that's how it works, right? Your friends get into it and you want to support your friends... Because you don't want to feel bad that they've gotten caught up in a shitty MLM. So you sit them down, you let them do the presentation, and maybe you buy a knife or two. And, Still uh, the best fucking bread knife we have. Uh, yeah, or right. Or butter knife. It's, so, it's and that, that, that's their their model, right? They don't care if their, their person who gets racked into it stays in. As long as they get in, try to sell to all their friends, and then disappear. Yep. In fact, they prefer that. Because then they don't have to pay them. Yep. But, um, what is it? What was that? The... What was the like back in the day the fucking CD thing, where you like you'd get the I can't I can never remember the name now, um where you'd get the little pamphlet you'd sign up for the CD of the month club oh it's like a record uh, Random House Record Club yeah. or something yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. see that's a little different because you're not expected to sell it no that's very true as it, well. it's, yeah. it's a little bit more like you know Audible 
or God. Netflix, the, the early days of Netflix. It really, yeah, kind it, of was right? almost. That just brings that like the pamphlet, like that CD pamphlet though. That just brings me back to the days of the fucking Scholastic Scholastic Book, book Fair. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's the exact same sales model. Oh it's just, my God. It's much easier to get kids in a room with a bunch of books and be like, "Books are cool." Well, especially fucking they highlights sh- magazine. I, oh my God! I love the Scholastic <laughs> Book Fairs. Yeah, I, Scholastic Book Fair was my jam. I always got those fucking. So I always wanted. Like I, I got a bunch of books every time, uh, but I always wanted to get those like the pencils and shit like that. Yeah, right. But my parents never would let me get them. And what ended up happening, uh, I remember one year there was this kid, um, one of his pencils, like, uh, like you know the the one where it had the push tabs mm-hmm. thing, so the leads were all individual. Yeah, you they looked the, like tiny bullets. You yeah. mean the ones still at the dollar store today? <laughs> yeah. Um, so he lost one of them, which makes the pen fucking useless. Well, I had found one the other day, and I was like, and he's like just gonna throw it out, and I'm like, well, I'll I'll take it, and he's like, it's useless, and I'm like, cool. So he gives it to me, and then I reach into my desk and I pull out one of them, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's like, I want my pen back. I'm like, no, you gave it to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, elementary school. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, That's kind of like <laughs> I'll trade. I'll trade you my. I'll trade you my baseball for your novelty bat. Trades. Hits him with the bat. Takes the ball back. <laughs> what have we learned? <laughs> uh, I will say the book fairs are where I got a bunch of the games I grew up on. Though a bunch of like Sim City came from there. I think Sim Ant yeah. did. Wait, seriously? You? Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was never allowed to get uh, my parents. Video games from uh, those. My parents got me Sim City from it. Yeah, for sure it was SimCity 2000. For sure it was SimAnt. It, it, all the Sim games. I'm pretty sure we ended up with, like, SimCopter through that. Well, that's also because, too, like, the Sim games are one of the few games around. Like, Maxis was one of the few devs back in the day that did stuff for Mac and PC. Yeah, so. no, and that was a big deal. Uh, we got King's Quest Seven through it, which was the only King's Quest available on Mac. Yeah. My, um, my parents would generally let me get games as long as they were, like, educational. And we, we got a bunch oh, of, the, like, Jumpstart Grade 4 and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually... Putt, putt. I, I picked up a whole bunch of those because Humble Bundle had a uh, Humongous Games sale. So for, like, $12, I got everything that Humongous made. So that's things like Putt-Putt, uh, Pajama Sam... Oh uh, uh, Spy Fox. Yeah, so yeah, Spy Fox. Right. There. So I have all of it now, and I'm going to play through it all. Uh, I, I I remember Math Blaster. That, yep. That, that that, that's like the Apple II E days for yeah. me. Uh, and then, uh, did you guys ever play Doctor Quandry? I love. Nope. I With fucking, those fucking love those creepy Dr. fucking Quandry. dolls. Right. They were terrifying. <laughs> they were so like, it was actually scary. scary. <laughs> Oh my god, this um, game. A bunch of mechs games were great. And Dr. Quandry is one of oh them. Oh my god. For those of you who haven't seen fucking Dr. Quandry. We'll stream it for you sometime. Oh my god, we totally should. Yeah, we absolutely See, we keep, need to. We need to just start streaming things in the uh, first place. Yeah, we should do that for uh, for 8-Bit Animals. We should play it. <laughs> we should. We just need so, to get the, the capturing stuff yeah. figured out. So there's Dr. Quandry. I need to make you guys play fucking... Uh, uh, Commander Keen too. That's I, another one. I like Commander Keen. I always I got lost in it. I just never played those games very much. Yeah, no, it's not exactly the most forgiving. Yeah, the, the ones the ones that I always uh, like. Me and my brother played a ton of too. Was like Mist and, and Riven. Yep, and those, I yeah, love and, and only recently. This is great. So right, 
uh, we would play, and of course, we're kids, and, you know, sometimes, you know, puzzle games like that can get frustrating, we can't figure them out, but, you know, we would, you know, I'd like to think we were pretty clever, and we were able to play through, and my dad would always be there to, like, you know, help us out if we get stuck or things like that. And, you know, eventually it would get to a point where he would, he's like, oh, no, it's bedtime, because you gotta go, you gotta go. I only recently found out, and he only revealed this to us just in the last <laughs> year or two, that... A lot of the times, the reason he'd be saying, okay, no, you guys have been playing enough, is because we had actually gotten ahead of him in the game. Oh, really? And we had actually progressed further than he had or figured out a puzzle that he hadn't figured out yet. <laughs> <laughs> and wanted to be able to, you know, not have the puzzles spoiled. <laughs> oh. Or be able to, if we legitimately got to try to, like, help again or something like that. And it was... Yeah, I always I always assumed that my dad had just like completely finished the game or was way ahead of wherever my brother and I were because of course he's my dad and he's so much smarter because <laughs> he's an engineer and da 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 da. No, no. Apparently my brother and I have just been so, really good at games from a very young age. The first time I played Mist is actually after I'd moved to Calgary already, and uh, but but the that's not the important part. The important part is where I played it, which was at work while working a retail job. In what in Sunridge Mall <laughs> when I worked at a camera store? W weren't you busy? Wait, oh my god, really? Yeah, when I worked at that camera store, they had a computer there, I don't and, know one, and one of the guys had installed Mist on it <laughs> like <laughs> ages ago. He he didn't even work there anymore, and I found it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" So I I played through Mist while working a fucking retail desk job. Red yeah. pages or blue pages? What? Red pages or blue pages? Uh, Red pages all the way. I don't even uh, remember anymore. Uh, not Akinar. I don't remember the Akinar brother. is the one in the red one. Is he? I, no, I that's what so. I'm saying. It's not Akinar. I can't remember his brother's like, name. The, the only things I really remember is like I I was in this tree section and I got really oh, fucking Channelwood stuck. Channelwood is the yeah, best. No, everyone gets stuck there. And then the other one everyone gets stuck in is... Um, the ship age. No, Channelwood was the one I was really good at because I was really good at drawing maps. And so because, like, the the big puzzle in that one was trying to figure out how to route the, like, the water system, basically. Spoilers! I'm just saying. Basically, so I remember... Like, the Endgame one I, has a moratorium on spoilers and, and right now. the thing is, I, I don't... Mist does not. I don't know if I, if I played Mist or Riven or what, what it was. But yeah, it was... There was this area, and I was, like, in a tree... And yep. I had to, like, move leaves or something, and, like, I don't fucking remember. It was so long ago. Well, I have all of those, too, because Mist recently had their 25th anniversary, oh. and Cyan released a collection of all of them redone to work on modern hardware correctly. Oh. Did which... the, are, are the images in it actually in HD now? No. Oh. No, they didn't redo any of that, because that would take forever. Well, just release the uncompressed images. I don't. Well, think... it was the updated version that wasn't like runs on well, a potato. For the first mist, there's two of the special editions that they had re-released yeah. as well. There was real mist, which is the one that you actually could move around freely in. It wasn't slideshow, oh. so that one has a bunch of updated graphics because it's actually 3D rendered. The other one was masterpiece edition, which was mist, but they'd added in a day-night cycle and stuff to make it feel like the island was a little bit more alive. So pretty. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, no that that'd be another one I'd love to. Uh, I want to. Do. I still want to sit down and play Abduction, which is Cyan's second newest game, um, in VR, because they Ooh. they did it in VR, and I'm like, no, you assholes, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, we'll we'll again we talk about doing we're, games we're, all the time. We're nerding out so hard um, on video games right uh, now. But it's because video it's games are life. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Adam, why don't you do your thing? Do we have time for we, me to do a thing? We have yeah, plenty of, of time because we, do. we don't have to worry Did about you a car have segment. Your thing? Hmm? Did you have a thing? I know sometimes you do a thing live. Kind of, sort of. I was just kind of going to bounce off like some stuff that was being chatted about earlier in the in the chat, but I mean, go right ahead if you want. Do you have another? I mean, I was just going to kind of like so earlier in the uh, in the day we had the the folks that were putting pointing out the uh, basically the religious studies class that was showing up in in some schools, and oh. that it kind of bounces off a sort of a larger theme that has been kind of concerning in the last few weeks. It's weird, like right. We haven't been recording for these last couple of weeks where there was all these bang, big story, bang, big story with like the, the Mueller report coming out and then the, the this, that and the other thing and this and this other thing. And it's just uh, and then the, I mean, yeah, we didn't record after the election either. So it's, I kind of missed a bunch of my like big highlight ones. But um, I mean, funny story, by the way, is the whole like, you know, one of the one of the first promises that Kenny had made about how he was going to stop the uh, the train deal for the oil cars thing. Uh, yeah, he's now his energy minister is now reassessing and making sure that uh, all options have been thoroughly explored. So mm -hmm. there's you know, that took all of well, a week. Canceling large financial deals like that have penalties. Yeah, there's to, a yeah. disincentivize. It, it's almost canceling like, large yeah. deals. Yeah, it's almost well, like making that. And that's the thing too. Is I remember in the debate they were saying it's like you know that that's not because it's like it, this is a con anyway. Um, that was that was one of the things. Then we had the meal report. Uh, the, earlier this week, uh, and this one it was really worrying, was Trump talking about how he felt like he should get uh, uh, two more years because his first two years were stolen from him with all of the stuff around. <laughs> the The problem is, and and here's here's the concerning part, is, yeah, you, you laugh or you mock at it, but the thing is that there are a lot of people who, of course, agree. And shit like that is kind of like a... Where it's, it's termed a dog whistle. I've used this term before, right? The idea is that it's something that you say that for the average person sounds completely mundane or normal, but for someone who it's right, it's a thinly veiled something racist or something sexist or this, that, and the other thing. And the, the people who that energizes the most or encourages the most, they just get it, right? It's a dog whistle. Only the dog hears it. Um, and this whole floating of the the getting two more years, that's very much a sort of a, it's it's testing the waters. It's seeing, okay, well, how much support is there actually for this sort of thing? Right now, fortunately, in the United States, again, doing something like getting the president to be able to have a third term or extending a term or something like that is fortunately something really hard to do because that's embedded within the Constitution. Hell, the last time that someone had more than two terms, they actually changed the Constitution to prevent him from being able to ever run again. Yeah, right? that was that was FDR back in in the 30s and then World War Two. That's how popular the guy was. Right. But. That's just, yeah, that's not OK. The other one, right, was the, the discussion was going over about this whole idea about these religious study classes. Now, again, it's the South. Um, so already you've got a little bit of a we're kind of turning the dial to 11 there when it comes to, to faith in life mixing. Um, but again, it is still super important in my mind that, um, you know, secular education and a secular state is still super important, 
especially when you are a modern democracy, yes. that you want to have a lot of different people of a lot of different faiths and a lot of different belief systems being able to actually live in relative harmony without tearing one another apart. Um, and it, it was it was a little bit of a discussion. One of the reasons I didn't jump into it earlier today was because I kind of wanted to bring it up as a like one of my short list of articles sort of ideas today. Um, some of the folks in the chat, and thank you, and, and I don't have it open right now, so I can't remember who was, it was talking about, I think, but um, some of the discussion about how, you know, hey, if we're going to do this, and, and again, on paper, it's supposed to be just a religious studies class, and it's elective, right? It's an option. You're not even mandated to, to take it. Um, now, the concern I have, of course, on that is when you decide that maybe this should start becoming a mandatory class, or maybe we're not going to cover... The, right, we're only going to cover the Bible. We're not going to cover the Quran or the Torah or um, the, yep. the guru texts. There, there's right? a lot of ways they could manipulate that to uh, to drop people into it and you know teach what they want. Yeah, and again, the the other concerning part of that tour is again is in this dog whistle fashion is Trump floating that idea that when he heard about it, it was really great. And again, that sets a very dangerous precedent to the idea of having this official sanction from the president. Right. Despite any, again, lack of any authority, he actually has to do so. Um, but it, it gets seen as this idea of being an endorsement that it's OK to do this. Now, it is also very important to point out that, and again, in reading the full article that was put up in the channel, that there are several groups, um, one of them secular, but most of them religious groups that are opposed to this whole idea. Mm -hmm. Right. They everything from, like, say, it was the, the like the Jewish Council of America um, the like council, like sort of Muslim council, but not just people of other faiths. There was also the um, uh, American Pentecostal uh, Alliance or Association was opposing this idea. Um, there was several other Christian, like again, other um, other uh, denominations of Christianity were sects. also, yeah, other sects were also saying, no, this is not a good idea. Yeah, um, and so again, it's it's very much a case of. Just, yeah, being really careful. One person in the chat put it as a, uh, oh, pardon me, as a, uh, a Trojan horse idea, right? As the, you, again, it's you ratchet it up a little bit at a time. Or the, you know, the other argument is the boiling frog. See, right? see, all I need to happen when this shit's going down is for the satanic temple to come in and be like, so I heard you like religious yeah, education. Because right? that's what they do. Right, they're like, "Oh, you're putting up a religious thing." They're like, and here's the thing: turns out, just recently, the Satanic Temple actually became an actual, a government-sanctioned, tax-exempt religion. Yeah, they're tax-exempt religion, not, not government-sanctioned. There's well, a very, yeah, there's a very. Uh, they have a, uh, they have a temple either opening or just opened in Calgary here. Yeah. yeah. So, can huh. I just mention how I love the fact that that's happening? Because there's been so many, like, solid counter-arguments where it's just, like, this thing. And they're, like, they're, like, well, like, when they, with the fucking statue. Yeah. And they're just, like, and they're just, like, we're going to erect a statue of the Baphomet in such and such town square. And they're, like, oh, you can't do that. That's blasphemy. And they're just, like, uh, yes, but you have your religious deity placed right here. Right in the square. So we're going to put our religious deity right next to it. And yeah. they're like, but that's, but that's blasphemy. And they're like, but 
but you have religious freedom. Yeah, it's free, Why do freedom of we not have religious freedom? <laughs> and I'm just like, because thank whatever fucking powers because like, it's, it's just because there's the 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 freedom from exactly. there's the freedom from religion foundation but <laughs> unfortunately they get a, they get shit on a lot because people think That's that what? people have this idea that freedom of religion does not actually mean freedom from religion yeah right so it, but it does it yeah. absolutely does That's so what the satanic temple basically is doing is like, all right, we can't be free from your religion. You can't be free from ours. Yep. <laughs> you want to do again, a thing? I'm going to do a thing too. Yeah. And, right. and they're, they like the, their, their Baphomet statues fucking nuts too. It's like a fucking 16 foot tall bronze fucking statue of Baphomet yeah. that they basically just tour around the country wherever it's needed. <laughs> hold it on, hold on. We'll bring it in. It was in Chicago for a while. And like, like one of the things that they did too, when they were first unveiling it, it was they made people go to this, I, I think it was actually a church. And then in what would happen is in order to get in, you had to sign a contract signing your soul over to Satan. Yeah, right. and then you'd be allowed to continue on. And it turns out the church was just a front because you continued all the way through to the back, or maybe it was a community center. Whatever, you continued all the way through the back, went out the door, and then got on a bus, like a shuttle bus, that then took you to where the actual event was happening. Like, so they basically they scared away anyone who's even remotely a believer in any of this because they're like, yeah. Just sign this contract over to the devil. You have to sign your soul over to Satan. Was it signed and in blood? The, no. the funny, the funny part is anybody that's actually a Satanist would be like, "Well, that's not really how it fucking works." So I'm just going to sign it because I <laughs> yeah. know this is a fucking front. Yeah, this is yeah, it's just nonsense. So here you go. It's yeah. it's just funny because like. Knowledge is everything, and when you truly delve into the Satanic Temple, it's not like it's not like oh well, you know, it's you know, it's Tuesday afternoon. I should probably you know make a blood sacrifice and like no, no, it's that's not, not. It's not the the demonization you get from yeah. that side. It's movies yeah. <laughs> and literally every religion has extremists. The Satanic Temple is no fucking different. People are just like. Yeah, let's just have a blood orgy in to, Satan's name. To be fair, Satan's temples extremists probably came around first. Oh, and then people 100%. are like, "No, no, we need to let's calm down and do this the real way." <laughs> Ev evidently, evidently, there's um, uh, what was it? Evidently, the new—I can't remember his name—but the new leader of the Satanic Temple apparently is taking it in a like weird well i say weird but like a weirder direction evidently but like it's the the satanic religion is i'm finding out is very polite <laughs> which is which is very surprising i mean again you, do, you don't get new followers from just immediately handing them a dagger and saying you know okay kill this virgin then you're in so but no but at the same time that's not it's not even the way it works it's it's literally like well, like they have a rule where it's just like, if someone's standing in your way, ask them politely to move. And, I mean, that's really no, that doesn't seem bad. It's not like immediately slit their throat. It's, 
Um, and then it's like, if you ask politely and they don't move, then move them. It says nothing about fucking murder. <laughs> I'm just imagining. Mm-hmm. That's so it's it's still very much like, you know, it, it basically just talks about, um, from from what I've kind of learned is it it basically just talks about like, you know, believing believing more so in kind of the power of self rather than just expecting a miracle to happen and. Yeah, it's it's focused on on the self on indulgence, um, and it also depends because from what I understand, there's the satanic temple and there's also just Satanism, and they're not always the same thing. Well, there's different. Um, the, well, they, uh, they, I guess there's different. Like there's like uh, Anton Lavey who who started kind of the Church of Satan, um, and like there's you can be a Levian Satanist, which is a certain you know you follow a certain set of rules and a certain set of. But then I, whatever the new guy is or the new different offshoots or something, like every religion So I would say it's basically just it's like Lutheranism or Calvinism. Or... That's exactly, exactly what it is. And it's, it's, it's honestly, it's no fucking different. And I just think like regardless, regardless, regardless if it's good, bad or indifferent, um, it's, I think it's just, I think it's great that, you know, I, people should be allowed to believe in what they want, whether or not there's, I, I mean, there's stigma both ways for sure. Um, you know, like how many, how many times have you heard like, you know, uh, like I got to go to my such and such in-laws house, but they're, you know, a bunch of Bible thumpers and blah, 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 blah. you know, like that whole, that whole kind of idea yeah, so there's stigma both ways. I just well, like yeah. I just like the fact that the same argument is being placed on. Uh, it's just to taste their own medicine, and I like that because I think that I think that they need to. We need more compromise in a lot of areas of the world, and I think something like that is is starting with religion and compromising and understanding that you both everyone should have religious freedoms it's not we have religious freedoms and the rest of you are heathens because that's not the way the world should work yeah compromise (laughs) is good yeah and that's and that's really like i say it was kind of going back to some of my concern is that yeah they it's like oh it's talking all about this and they have these these classes of these right these literary studies mm-hmm. and it's like you know history of it's like great cool again it's the the whole idea of like oh you know abolish religion or like you know eat the church and stuff like that. it's so, never gonna happen never gonna happen for one um right but the other thing too is that right religion and its evolution and everything like that has been so incredibly integral to so many events in world history and even not even just events but even just to understand the culture of a of a society or, or the way that they've gone about. I mean, hey, I'd love to do it like everything just like with the Romans did where it's like, you know, you go, oh, we're going to conquer Gaul. Oh, you've got those gods? Cool. They're part of the Pantheon now, right? Just we've got them. <laughs> we've got Jupiter, you've got Thor, and you've got uh, uh, Tyran or whoever else the the hell was in your, your Pantheon, right? It's, come on down. Yeah, build your temple. No problem. Yeah, Jupiter's is bigger, but he's supposed to be. He's the king of the gods. See, stuff like that is... 
I think stuff like that is, I don't know, it's it's just very important to, I think, just breed tolerance. Oh, yeah. It, oh, no, just, no. knowledge, really... is, knowledge is the first thing or exposure that that is the first bit that matters for I th- sure i think that just everybody deserves a voice and i think honestly as long as you're as long as you're not hurting anyone really it's i think it's allowing people that that right and that freedom is is it sh- should just it's just a yeah, should, human should just follow right yeah it should yeah. just be a thing forever yeah. <laughs> and it'd be nice if if people wouldn't focus on the things they don't like of other religions rather than just, you know, maybe explaining what they like about theirs and instead of breeding that negative intolerance of other people and other things that they don't like, just let them let them be them and let you be you. And, and just, again, is. Yeah, they they can go and be them all they want. Again, where I do take issue is when they decide that their uh, values or what their interpretation of their faith is should be national law. Oh, right? oh or, absolutely. Or, right? And that is, I mean, again, that is the definition of theocracy, yeah. right? When when the laws of the church are the laws of the land, right? And that is what that is what's concerning because that is what is being pushed by a lot. Of these places yeah a lot of them yeah see and that's not it everybody should have a choice i don't think i don't think that anybody should be forced into any sort of belief system by just being like okay you do this now why because i think you should do this and especially becoming part of like a curriculum or uh being a major part of like because like you got i mean as you well know i mean you try to learn if you try to learn a new thing as an adult, you know, it can everybody learns differently, but it's definitely you almost like not forget how to learn, but you don't because you're not constantly intaking information like you were say in school or as a child, um you just you don't learn the same. You don't absolve that stuff as much. So I don't feel as though that it's the greatest idea to be imparting things like, you know, a specific religious belief, not just religion, because, I mean, a broad religious studies yeah, that could, could, be, fine. could be very yeah. healthy. And yeah. teaching kids about, hey, I, I think that would just be a cool kind of introductory to the world like as long as it's being introduced with diversity in mind what well you can't whoever's running that class or teaching that curriculum cannot essentially have a it they like they can be they can wax or wane one way or the other they just can't portray that to their students because it's not fair because then they'll start having a religious bias about how they're like well, you could believe in the rest of this crap, but you should really just focus on the good one, yeah. right? But if, if somebody could teach a broad religious study about many different religions across many different places, just for the sheer knowledge factor, I think that's brilliant. But I've but this whole, like, you learn, you know, you know Catholicism or Christianity or... You know, even like, honestly, 
I wouldn't even as much as I as much as I think Buddhism is is a an amazing concept, I still would absolutely not want that taught as the only religious studies in a school board system. Yeah. That it's just not it's it's not fair. It's it's not fair to the kids. It's not fair to the parents or the teachers, especially if they have extreme opposing views. You put people in real, you're putting a lot of people in a really awkward position that don't deserve it. Well, and, and especially the kids. Well, yeah, it's, and see, so this is also leads into another part of that debate too, with the whole idea of like, oh, well, you shouldn't be letting kids go to church until they get to choose whether or not they want to. But it's like, when I think about that too, right? So, I mean, again, it's, as that little bit of history for everyone, I was raised in a, in a Protestant church, right? So I, I was, I grew up going to church. I grew up right every Sunday in a Protestant, in the Protestant religion. Um, at its core again, and this is the case of any religion is that there's very important things. Like again, at their core, the, every religion that I know of is essentially is a way to be able to get people to just not be dicks and be able to be, productive polite um you know nice members of the society that that they're they're in right yeah um right the again i've, I've constantly joked especially the new testament of the bible is basically the handbook on how not to be a dick right <laughs> and those are still super important and they are they make for a really important blueprint i think for a lot of moral fabric and a lot of things um again the issue arises then when that when the child that's the only thing they've ever been exposed to right i don't know if either of you ever knew like you know a jewish friend or something when you were in school because you know i grew up in white suburban calgary so of course everyone of my friends pretty much was either christian sometimes christian right like the easter christmas christians or jewish yeah we didn't have any and, of those because i grew up in a small farmer village yeah <laughs> so you had the people that went to church every sunday and then you had the fucking crazy people that went to church every Sunday and spoke in tongues and had book burnings. Yeah. Well, we felt, yeah. But my point being, right. Did, I don't know if you <laughs> like uh, Pentecostal, right. <laughs> I see you two are a man of class. Yeah. Um, no, they, they, but, uh, they called themselves the church of Jesus Christ. I don't even know what church they were. I could probably find yeah, out. Probably. But right. I don't know about you, but I was always super like curious about like, you know, things like, well, how come you get 12 days of Christmas? Well, it's, it's Hanukkah, actually, right? Like, I I was always super curious whenever I did actually meet someone who well, wasn't Christian because it was different, for one. But, like, and I was, I was always really curious. Or even then, like, the difference between my own thing with, with uh, Protestantism. And ours was a little weird because I was, like, a Mennonite brethren. So we still had things like um, communion for occasions, right, which is a Catholic tradition usually but it, i guess it was like it was uh it was very syncretic in that way right like some mixing different like the little bits of rituals and this is that's an idea that's been going back again back to the romans so the idea where it's like well, you go and conquer this new place but you don't want them to rebel so you're not about to go smash down other gods so you yeah. kind of just start integrating it, their it, little rituals into this you know, doesn't at all say what yeah, particular yeah. branch they are and sorry it's not church of jesus christ it's church of god they call themselves mm. And it's just like, Church of God, Sunday services. And then their address. Yeah, there you go. Doesn't say Pentecostal or Lutheran or yeah, whatever. Yeah, usually, usually won't in that case. But yeah, but like... yeah they uh, they asked a buddy of mine for his D&D &D books so they could burn them. 
Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. it is the devil. But yeah, so it's it, that idea of like I would love to be able to see it in schools where, again, as a part of social studies, it would, for instance, it would be like you know you have your your big unit you do on world religions at least at least cover the major ones yeah. right um so that again especially nowadays that that i mean because the i mean the, the neighborhood that i grew up in is so much more diverse now than it ever was when i was growing up that's for sure right even our neighborhood is more diverse that right it, it's just in general it feels like calgary has become a more diverse city than it was when i was a kid like i think there was like all of one black kid in my my class in junior high or there, in there, high school, not high school, there uh, were elementary. None in mine. Yeah, but none. we're in a town of nine thousand people in the middle of well, not the middle of the edge of Saskatchewan, <laughs> uh, right? You were bordering Montana, for God's sake. I think we had two Asian families that I knew of. <laughs> That's, there's just there's some places where you just don't get, which is which is sometimes like, which you you can't like, I don't know. It's it, it'd be it, tough. It'd be tough for it'd be tough for a person well, to never interact with another race, whether it be white, black, you well, know, like see, a, like whatever, whatever. It did like, but it'd be tough. I could think as like an adult being basically like in the butt fuck nowhere and growing up literally only around your own race for the longest time, and then say in your thirties or forties. Just going to another place and being like, "Oh," and then interacting with other races. Yeah. Well, well, I've, it, I've had it's to funny. deal with that at work. It's funny for me too because fucking so like a lot of people would assume that someone from like a small farmer town like that was like almost entirely white would be like they'd have more racist type tendencies. But the thing is, it's the opposite for me because it's like. Someone says the shitty part of town. My brain immediately goes to that part that is still all white people and sucks. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, it, it's like, well, you know, for me, someone's like, ah, you know, such and such criminals. And I'm like, I'm thinking of the dude in the wife beater and the clapped out Fox body Mustang that's, you know, fucking like got the big ass mustard stain going on and he's drinking like Coors Light out of his and throwing Dover. the can out the fucking window <laughs> while he's rolling Dover. like that's who i'm thinking of because that's who i grew up thinking of so it's like <laughs> i do not like i i have none of that like association of like criminals ah black people like you see from big city types i mean like because for me like that that like you know, poverty-stricken, shitty neighborhood with a bunch of people who will probably stab you. That's the white trash ACDC meth head neighborhood. I, I that that's where you get that. I think I think that though that like that kind of like almost like seclusion from like other cultures and things like that would breed a lot of curiosity. <laughs> it, it, well, well, no, it's, it does one of two things. It either breeds that curiosity, but here's or the thing: is, animosity. The, the curiosity <laughs> is usually those that people like Tal. That left town. Yeah, those are the ones well, who, in most cases, are curious. Well, it, it, it's the kind out, of thing right? too, where I absolutely am, and like was, and still am, uh, curious about a lot of things that I haven't been exposed to. Like you know, fucking, I've had conversations with lesbians, but like, so I mean, how? Like, what do you do? Are like is <laughs> is that uh, is it like <laughs> I, you know what I knew it was coming well because and like, then it came and I was like oh yeah 
so well, to speak. Because it's like, you know, there, there, there's the version that everyone romanticizes about a thing, about how things work. And it's like, you know, the, like, you, and the jokes about, like, scissoring. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want, I want to know what actually happens. I have an idea. I've heard from people. But I want an actual person who does these things. What is this? How does, what are the logistics of this? How does this work? So in the same thing with like, you know, uh, just like, you know, when you meet a Japanese person or a Chinese person, it's like, you know, I have an idea of what it is. I have an idea of what China's like. I have an idea of what the culture is like because I'm not fucking uneducated. I have Wikipedia, but you can only read about things <laughs> and uh, uh, so much or watch YouTube videos so much without actually talking to an actual person person with experience who's been there and done the things and go, okay, no, but what is this actually like? And talk to them. Right. So yeah, I was very much that person when I, when I first started meeting like, you know, black people, I'm like, so where are you from? And they're like, fucking Chicago. And I'm like, no, but where are you from though? And they're like, you know, that's actually kind of offensive. And I'm like, Really? You know what's actually so I've I've got a colleague and, and who's like it confused the shit out of me. I didn't yeah. understand how it could be. And they're like, Well, it because I am American. I was born here and it's to imply that I'm not is offensive. I'm like, Oh <laughs> I, I've, like, yes, I've I've got a coworker who's who's British and he has traveled uh all over the fucking place. Like he lived in like in England. Uh, and then he lived in the United States for a little while, and then he lived in uh, Japan for a while, and now he lives here. And he was saying that uh, one of the things that just he found incredibly odd, and because to him as like as a, a British person was actually seemed like a very offensive question, was like the almost obsession that we have in Canada with heritage, right? The idea of, you know, it's like, well, where are you from? Oh, Calgary. No, 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 no. Where are you from? Well, I guess I, you know, I was born in Vancouver. No, no, no. Where are you? Where's your family from? Oh, uh, England and Scotland and some Irish. And there's a little German in there somewhere and some French, right? It's Or it's this whole idea of, um, right? But in most of the other places in the world that he's been, that's just not a question you ask, right? If you're in England, it's, it's like where it's not, you know, where are you from? Oh, well, that that's kind of offensive, like, other than the fact that I joked with them, well, you can tell which side of a hill someone is on based on their accent in England. Yeah. But, um, but this, this idea though, like we, we have this obsession with, and he, he didn't mean it in like a disrespectful that we're being racist, but it's, you know, we have this thing of, you know, you know that you're, you're German or you're French or you're Filipino or you're Thai or you're, and it's, it's something that is just an active thing in your mind in Canada. Um, and it's not there, and it's not in mo in almost anywhere else in the world, yeah. right? Like it, that is well, just unless you're in like a area full of you know, like for example, sectarian violence. Then, then knowing where you're from might be in the forefront of your well, mind. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm, uh, it's just it was one of those cool little things. I just because again, to me, it's largely natural. And my dad's it's funny because he's gotten all like I remember a big tirade he went off about once when. He tried to fill in like a government form or something, and one of the sections was nationality, and he had to put in Canadian, and they kept rejecting the form because of it. And he's like, "No, I'm Canadian. I'm a fucking third generation Canadian. I'm Canadian." But yep. they just wouldn't accept it. Yeah. So I think we've been rambling for a while. Are there emails? There's one email. I don't know. Let me check it here. Clearly spam. It, well, no, I moved all the spam. <laughs> um. 
it was in response to the stuff we were talking about last time involving the I-beams and the weird little plates. Oh. Um, were you discussing architecture? Might, no. as well, might as well read it out. I'll, I'll read it here. So, this email is from Slayer the Fox. Spelt weird. S-L-E-Y-E-R. Yeah, he's been emailing in for a yeah. while. Um, and his email goes, posted this in the Telegram chat and was told it would be a good idea to send this in to help with discussion. Uh, listening to the newest episode and Talos talking about how the floor beams in new constructions are two smaller beams with a particle board between. Just to add on to that, it's a common construction method here in the U.S. as well. The only reason I know that is was that it is was included in my fire academy training, in that the floors and roofs are or there's like no period in the sentence sorry um the only reason i know that is, is that it was included in my fire academy training in that floors and roofs are falling faster in fires fire failing, situations failing faster whatever uh than traditional construction they also warned about the new construction to fit two i-beams together uh they use a sort of metal plate with these little tines pressed out of it that get pushed into the wood well that they heat up and tend to expand and flex which pops them open uh, leaving the wood able to fall out. Uh, not something the general public has to worry about, but it does affect firefighters. Hmm. Uh, love huh. the show. And then just to, to prove things, he actually sent us a picture of the I-beams in question and the metal things. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I've seen those. Yeah, those, yeah. those things that kind of look like cheese grater plates. Yeah. No, yeah. Those, are actually, uh, those have been used in construction since like the early 90s. I know this because my parents' house was built in 1990, and it has some of those. Well, ours was 91. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but like these I beams, I'm not used to, where it's just two chunks of wood with particle board in between them. Uh, I'm not used to that. I'm used to, used to like the eight by two kind of yeah. thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, we've we've gone for a bit. Welcome uh, to so, the joist cast. Yeah. So. <laughs> We would like to the thank our casting. listeners. If you're in the uh, YouTube right now and still watching somehow at 11 o'clock in the fucking YouTube. mountain time, um, in it. be sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, though, thank for you. coming to join us. Yes. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. The, the reason we sound the way we do this episode is all because of you. Yeah. Uh, hopefully the sound is better. You. We think it sounds significantly better than it used to, anyway. Um. But yeah, uh, if you want to help us uh, out with equipment like this even more, uh, you can find links to our Patreon and stuff like that at our website, unfurled.net. There's also contact forms there that you can fill out, send us emails. There's also links to our Telegram chat, Twitter, uh, which we basically never use, fucking iTunes, all that shit. It's all there. Uh, and uh, if you don't like contact forms, you can send us an email directly. To us at unfurled.net. That is us at unfurled.net. Uh, Basically, the more you oh, yeah, know, and, you send uh, it, the thank more you, you get to Omari and ScreenFox. Yeah. For the oh, thank you, thank you, thank logo you. on the music. Logo. Thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm. So, with that, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. I mean, good night. Whichever, thought, whichever you know, is the appropriate. I'm one. good with fuck off being our sign out. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. Testing out the and sound if, quality. <laughs> if you two I, want your own little house, Patrick. Yeah. Also, I, I've email. been printing house, Patrick's. 
Asunfurl.net. So, you know what I just realized? So we joked about me doing the ASMR. <laughs> yeah. So now with this beautiful crystal clarity, <laughs> it would be so much more possible. <laughs> I mean, I, I keep having people tell me that apparently I've got a nice radio voice. I don't. I still think they're insane, but you know. <laughs> I gotta say though, like I've been listening to a lot of uh, Dan Carlin, and that is that is a man I would like to emulate because that is that is presentation quality is what that is. See, if we, we're gonna do that, we need the the new Shure mics though. Yeah. Are you sure? And with that, <laughs> the Shure go again. go do something ah. more better. Can't do it. I'm pissing Tao off because he always gives me the fucking look, and it's just my favorite thing. He's not even giving you a look anymore. He's got your back. Oh no, he's he can still give a look from the back. (laughs) 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 And with that, we love you. We'll miss you, and support your local. Whatever you want to support. Whatever you like. It's it's up to you. Okay.